Hello everybody and welcome back to Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana, the world's first and only musical comedy game show where there are no winners, no losers, just Smooth by Santana. We have a returner, it's Colton. Colton, it's been a while. What's up, Big Alex? You happy to, happy to be back? I'm, I'm joyed to be back from All the right. bottom of my heart. So you, as, as you, uh, some people may remember from the first time you were on, uh, you were the first person to ever hear about this idea for the podcast. So yeah, you're kind indeed. of a, a pioneer in this, this field. I remember I was either at Pluckers or Chimes or at um, my old apartment that we we chatted about it the first time. And I was like, this is a ridiculous idea. And, and here, here we, we are 60 episodes later. Yeah, episode 61 right now. How so. about that? Huh? Crazy. To have, and you've been on the episode before. You know, you've yeah. been on the episode. And yeah. I, think, I think you did pretty well. How do you think you did? Do you remember? I probably Probably. You don't remember? <laughs> I really don't, man. I'm terrible with memory. I it's do too right. much stuff to keep up with myself. So. It's all right. Well, you think you can still handle this challenge? I think so. I don't know what's happening this time. All right. Well, it is a challenge because the episode comes out on February 18th. Okay. That's a big deal. Is that uh, Mr. Alex Mock's birthday? It is. It is Mr. <laughs> Alex Mock's birthday. This is my birthday episode. <laughs> You know what's crazy? What's because crazy? since it's my podcast, I can do whatever the heck I want. Yeah. So I'm going to make a whole episode dedicated to my birthday. I thought it was going to be, uh, I thought you were going to say it was all going to be Weezer. <laughs> oh, I think that's, that, that honestly would be a birthday present to me, but, yeah, but <laughs> that's not, that's not what we're doing today. Know thyself, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. So today is my birthday, February 18th. And whenever I was, I always look at the calendar, like, okay, I look at every Friday. I'm like, what could be good here? I said, well, my birthday lines up with a Friday. It's probably the only time it's going to happen while the show is on. Might as well make a birthday themed episode all about birthdays and birthday things. So it's not stuff that I necessarily like. It's just songs about Birthdays, songs about birthdays, songs about growing up, songs about getting older, birthday-related activities. I was actually, if it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I'm helping out with a little thing that we've done for years, this little retreat that put on. But um, our theme was birthdays, so I was thinking about songs that were themed on birthdays mm. today. You know, like. Well, I'm not going to say anything because I might you, spoil something on the list. You, honestly, you probably all. The ones that are going to be appearing on the show, you're probably already uh, familiar with from this yeah. research. Crazy how that went. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But yes, it is my birthday. So everyone listening right now, um, this is my birthday present. You you gifted me your views. So happy birthday, Alex. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good. Uh, pretty good present, right? Is your viewership of my podcast? Isn't that wonderful? It's something. Happy birthday. I mean, I prefer money, but like, <laughs> I'll take viewers too. <laughs> it's going to be nice when they both lie, right? Yes. Money and viewers. Maybe. Right? At some point. Maybe someday we'll have that. You're going to be a TikTok influencer. That's possible. That's a career path that is quite possible in this day and age. But yes, so I just, just want to say um, happy birthday to myself. Okay. And um, if anyone's upset with 
Oh, it's so narcissistic. Why is he having a whole episode of Ross birthday? Well, they can you know, get over themselves. That's what? what I'm going to say to them. Make your own podcast. Yeah. Make your own podcast and make whatever you want about it. This is my podcast. I'm the one who picks the songs. I'm the one who makes the episodes. This is his ship. I can do what I want. He is the captain now. Aye, aye. So, <laughs> it is time to get started. Are you ready? Absolutely. Well, in 2020, scientists have discovered that Smooth by Santana is the exact middle point of all music. With that, my guest will listen to every song that's ever been made and decide whether or not the song is better or worse than the Latin alternative rock classic. Eventually, by the end of the show's run, all music in its entirety will be classified in two categories. Here are the rules. I'll go through eight different songs from eight different artists by eight different genres. Blah, blah, I said that wrong. I'll go through eight different songs from eight different genres by eight different artists. After listening to each one of the songs, it's up to the guests to decide whether or not the song is better or worse than Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. If the song is better, the guests will say, man, it's a hot one. If the song is worse, the guests will say, forget about it. One of those options must be chosen by the guest, but the guest is able to elaborate, if they please, by choosing a soft or hard option. For example, if it's much better than Smooth by Santana, they'll say it's a hard, hot one. Or if it's slightly worse, they'll say that's a soft, forget about it. The song will also be played for you at home, so feel free to play along and email me your pans at manzahawanatoutlook.com. Woo! That was a mouthful. That was a lot. There you go. I'm, I'm getting Knocked used. it out, man. Episode 61. I got most of it down. I had a little bit of a shaky, shaky moment there. You know but, uh, I didn't even notice. I, I was kind of phased out anyway. One time I saw Ringo Starr and he messed up the lyrics to Yellow Submarine. <laughs> That's awesome. And you kind of thought to yourself, I understand people make mistakes, but Ringo. Ringo, that's you literally your only thought. <laughs> Ringo, that's literally the only thing you had to do right. Or that one, or, um, or Yellow with a little help from my friends. Yes, that one. Yes. So he messed up the lyrics to Yellow Submarine, and I was like, you've played this song more times, and you messed, messed up the lyrics. So enough about the Beatles. Yeah. Um, it's time to go on to song number one. And song number one, we begin with a hit, something that the people know, something that the people recognize. Okay. And this is a 1968 classic rock song, Birthday by the Beatles. Duh, Did I just it. say enough by the Beatles? <laughs> I meant to say, let's have more of the Beatles. Yeah! <laughs> Birthday-related track for my birthday-themed episode because it's my birthday is "Birthday" by the Beatles, a hit song from 1968, a classic rock hit, and it is the second Beatles song to be featured on the show. So, uh, congratulations, the Beatles! The song comes from the group's ninth studio album titled "The Beatles," but has since gone to be known as the White Album. 
The album is the opening track of the album, which has been regarded by many to be one of the greatest albums of all time. The song has been ranked as the group's 100th best song by NME Magazine, and has since been called Garbage by John Lennon. (laughs) That's so rough. John Lennon, I don't know why. I think it's it's okay, John. Definitely not the worst, but not for me to decide. Colton, is it better than Smooth by Santana? I'm going to give it a... A soft top one. And it's a hot one. Mm, soft top one. Okay, let's hear it. Why is that? So, this song, it brings me back to when I was maybe like 12, 11, and I was playing Beatles rock band oh, dude, at my freaking house, you know what I mean? Days. We would we got together on one of my one of my birthdays and and we just jammed. What was your go to instrument? I was always bass guitar. You're the bass. Something's never changing. Right. <laughs> but, um, but um no, I just I, I it reminds me of all my like, you know, junior high and high school friends and and it's got that reminiscence to it. It's also just got a killer bass part, like all of McCartney's songs do, but um Yeah. I think that that's it. Where would you rank in the Beatles uh discography? On the higher end or middle ground? It's like mid tier. Mid-tier. That shows a lot about the band when a mid-tier <laughs> Mid-tier seems a freaking hit, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was listening to Because earlier, and that thing is a trip. Down, 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 down. That's old George Martin playing on it, huh? Oh, yeah. George Martin's on, like, half their track, man. <laughs> Underrated figure in the Beatles' history. Yeah. But, yes, why do you think the Beatles wrote a song just about general birthdays? You know... You mentioned this earlier. I don't know if you said it on recording or not, but there's just not a ton of songs about birthdays. And maybe they were looking to fill that really niche void. So I think the Beatles were like, you know what? We're just going to make a birthday song. It's going to be the best birthday song ever. And everyone's going to love us. And it wasn't the best birthday song ever, but everyone still loved them. So yeah, we were like, like, we love that because you're the Beatles. Yes. And then the White Album became really popular. So yeah. Shout out Beatles. Yeah. All right, you ready for song number two? Let's do it. Song number two is a 2014 hip-hop song. It is by Will I Am and Cody Wise, and it is It's My Birthday. Uh-oh. New Urvasi, Urvasi. Uh-oh. It's my birthday, it's my birthday, I'ma spend my money It's my birthday, it's my birthday, I'ma spend my money It's my birthday, it's my birthday, I'ma live my fantasy It's my birthday, it's my birthday, I'ma live my fantasy I'ma turn up, we can turn up, we can take it higher We can burn up, we can burn up, set this place on fire Alright, that was song number two. That is It's My Birthday by Will I Am and Cody Wise. It is a 2014 hip hop track. The song was the first official collaboration between Will I Am and Cody Wise. Cody Wise is a pop singer from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who was discovered by Will I Am at a concert. The song is noted for its heavy use of international samples, including an Indian and Jamaican sample. So, interesting uh, use 
Will I Am, may I say. And it topped the charts in the United Kingdom and was even performed by the duo on Britain's Got Talent. So, UK likes a song, but topped the chart. So, Colton, is it better than Smooth by Santana? I'm going to be real honest with you, man. That was embarrassing. Like, that was rough. That's a hard forget about it. And I very rarely have those types of opinions. Mm, let's hear it. What about it? Oh, man. It's just like the first minute straight of it is... It's my birthday, it's my birthday, it's my birthday, it's my birthday. And then it keeps going, and that's it. It's his birthday. He's gonna spend some money, he's gonna get lit. There's also some like real hype. Um, like, I felt like the ad libs on the track were more hype than the track itself, if that makes sense. You know Interesting. What I mean? It's like getting Lil John to do like a Taylor Swift song, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. So, um, how do you feel about Will I Am outside of the song? You know, I think he's got a few cool songs like uh, I'm a B and uh, I got a feeling, you know. So, what does this song lack that the others that you do enjoy have? Perhaps it's Fergie. <laughs> it's a lack of Fergie. Yeah, perhaps. Or the rest of the Black Eyed Peas. I can't even name the other Black Eyed Peas. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to sound stupid if I say what I just thought, but they're, they're a good supporting crew, I think, mm -hmm. you know? Because, I mean, let's be real. I think the vast majority of Americans, if you go up to them and you're like, hey, who's in the Black Eyed Peas? We're like, well, obviously there's Fergie and Will I Am. I'm like, well, what about the other two? And they're like, huh, huh, I don't know. Huh. And you know those that look like? Can you identify them on a lineup? <laughs> and you know those other two are constantly just texting them. I was like, hey, guys. Don't forget um, about us. Yeah, I hope you're having a good uh, solo tour. Just letting you know. We're ready if you want to get the Black Eyed Peas together. <laughs> it's like, well, I am and Fergie. They got enough stuff going on. They're on their own solo tours and all that. So Fergie's out there messing up the uh, Star Spangled Banner. That's so. the NBA All-Star Game, which is tomorrow or a couple days. Oh, maybe they'll get her back for a reappearance, Hopefully. right? Uh, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody Wise, did you think he at least had a good part or... If I'm gonna be really honest with you, I couldn't tell who was who. It's too late, man. I'm That's tired, not a good dude. That's not a good sign. That's not I know. a good sign. Not a good sign. But, All right, uh, so we gotta forget about on that one. Hard forget about it. Hard forget about Let it. Let the record show. Are you thinking that's gonna be the worst song of the day? That's potentially the worst song on the show so far. Ever. Mm, that's interesting. Here we go to song number three. Okay. This one is from 1963. It is a bubblegum pop track. Okay. And it is It's My Party by Leslie Gore. It's my party and I cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. Nobody knows where my Johnny has gone. But you didn't let the same time. Why was he? Supposed to be 
up song number three. That was a 1963 bubblegum pop song. It was It's My Party by Leslie Gore. Leslie Gore was a singer-songwriter from New York City, New York. The song was a big success, topping the charts in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the United States. <laughs> Why did you go in that order is my question. <laughs> is there a problem with that order? Uh, I guess I have a very state-oriented view, but... Whatever. Are you like United States number one? You put us at the top of the chart. You know. No, I'm. I'm not necessarily. Do you regret making a comment? I. I do. I'm just. (laughs) There's no way I can defend this. Well, I was just saying. Like usually, when people announce the like the song list on how like someone performed, usually they lead off with the states and then go into like the other countries. But it was just a unique choice that you were like. Let's put the states last. Can I give my fun fact now? Are you done? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can give my fun fact. You let you me. You have permission. <laughs> fun fact. The song was the first hit single produced by Quincy Jones. What? Who's now considered one of the greatest producers of all time with a record 80 Grammy nominations. Golly, man. That dude's an animal. And he's still kicking. So, Colton, is it better than Smooth by Santana? You know, if I were to rank this, if there was an option to rank it the exact same as Smooth by Santana, I would probably do so. But I know that I have to, that. it has to be it's by the wires, left or right. So I'm going to have to go with, it's a very soft hop. And it's a hot one. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. Interesting, interesting. So, super duper close. Do you feel like it's a different opinion on a different day? Uh, it, I guess it could really be where you catch me at. Um, the song, first of all, I have a few things to say about it. Yeah. Um, the song reminds me of the show, I Think You Should Leave Now. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I'm, I think that show is absolutely hysterical and um, it's on Netflix so go check that out if you're uh, listening but I love like all of that show soundtrack all of their like transitions are like bubblegum pop songs like that so it made me think of that and the awkwardness that that show has <laughs> the just painful awkwardness like almost up there with like Nathan for you but um, on top of that on, about the song itself aside from the memories I have with it it's got some really cool stuff. It's got good harmony. You know, if it was tracked today, it would probably sound even better. But, I mean, it still had great harmony for back then. Um, it has really, really... Like, when I say harmony for the first part, I say I say it meaning, like, vocal harmony. Like, they sounded good. But the harmonic progression also sounded good too. There was some like really cool voice leading in there. They had an augmented chord in the chorus, which is a very unusual happening for like pop songs. And um, it had horns in it too. So I'm like, it's got some good checkbox, but you know, it's not necessarily the hypest of songs that I've ever heard, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's good, you know? Do you feel like the novelty aspect of it may hurt it? Or? I think it. I think it detracts from it. Honestly, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If it was, if it was different lyrics, you know, it wasn't just this person singing about their birthday on their birthday on the birthday. 
Their for birthday. at her birthday party? At their birthday party. On her birthday? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if they uh, if it wasn't that then then you know maybe we could maybe we could give it a, a medium, hmm. you know, hot one, but I know we discussed this off air, but uh we were kind of talking like the 60s were like the prime time for like novelty bubblegum tracks. Yeah. Um do we take historical context um into consideration when it comes to making this decision? You know, I guess it would tip it more in the scale of hot ones because this is one of the higher performing bubblegum pop that's also novelty. Right. Because they also had, they had some good um, bubblegum pop that was not novelty, like right. Sam Cooke. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, another Saturday night and I ain't got nobody. It's like an example, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's at the top tier of the novelty songs. Interesting. It's still a novelty song. But again, catch you on a different day, maybe different opinion. Yeah, I might, if I was in a bad mood, I might be like, bah, novelty song. Bah. Yeah, bubblegum, yeah. Bubblegum. <laughs> but we got you at a hot one right now. Yeah, soft, soft hot one. All right. Soft, like, soft like, hot one. Like, 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 y'all can't see on the recording, but I'm holding up two fingers and one is like a millimeter above the other He's one. lying to you guys. He is not doing that. I'm here and I'm watching him. <laughs> Don't tell them a lie, Alex. <laughs> it's not my, on your birthday. <laughs> it's my show. Who are they going to believe? The guest or the host? <laughs> I'm sad. It's okay. <laughs> but it is my birthday. I can lie if I want to. Oh! You can lie if I want to. We got another song. In fact, we got several, but we have to go to only one at a time. So this is song number four. Okay. That's the only proper continuation of this line of numbers. And for song number four, it is a 1979 classic country song, and it is Happy Birthday, Darling by Conway Twitty. Yeah, come on! (laughs) Decided not to give you the present this year. In fact, I think it's about time I took some things away. I'd like to take away the suspicion that I know clouds your world at times. By giving you some faith to hold on to, honey, whenever your hand is not in mine. Song number four, that was a 1979 classic country song, Happy Birthday, Darling, by Conway Twitty. The song comes from Conway Twitty's 40th studio album titled <laughs> Crosswind. The song reached number one on the country chart, making it Conway Twitty's 23rd song to do so. All right, trivia time. Closest to how many total studio albums did Conway Twitty have in his career? <laughs> 
So I just have to open it and answer this one? Yeah, I'll just tell you if you're close or not. (laughs) Maybe 50. All right, people play at home. How many total trivia albums did Conway Twitty have? That's a drum roll. You got your answer? Conway Twitty had 58 total studio albums. So, I don't know if you did better or worse than Colton. Colton, if you did better than him, congratulations. I said 50, so. So congratulations if you did better. Yeah. If you were in the 50 plus range, then <laughs> but if you. But if, yeah, if you were, if you were worse. If you were in the 80s, for instance, you need to reconsider. <laughs> but, uh, you need congrats to know or I'm sorry, depending on your performance. But yeah, 58 total studio albums. You could go like one one album a month. I mean, a day. That's like, and I almost have two months worth of Conway Twitty albums. I'm saying like that's a whole. That's like at least an album a year. That could if be not way more. That could be a new podcast. Me listening to every single Conway Twitty album, <laughs> giving commentary, giving commentary on each one. Oh, I'm giving myself ideas. Oh, Colton, <laughs> Is it better than Smooth by Santana? I'm going to give it a medium um, hot one. And it's a hot one. Really? I guess I'm in a generous mood tonight, but um, yeah. Was it because you just love the idea of Conway Twitty singing happy birthday to you? I do, honestly. Happy like, birthday, Colton. You know, I wish... <laughs> I'm, it's sad to say, I'm from, I'm from Livingston Parish, and I didn't really know... Conway Twitty until the episode of Family Guy in which they had the <laughs> Oh my god. It's like the entire Hello Darling play on it or or something else like Ladies that. and gentlemen, Mr. Conway, Conway Twitty. <laughs> like I, I wasn't a big fan of Family Guy, but that that like was a stark memory and I loved just like the whole thing. It was hysterical. And so um that kind of got me into it and so this song is um Songs up there for me. Interesting. Are you a country fan in general? I am a I am a country fan. Um, you know, I used to say that with a little bit more shame, but I'm from Louisiana. You know, come on now. Um, but it's I also have this like weird thing. Most of the country that I'm into is either really old or it's from like 1995 to like 2010 because. I had a babysitter when I was young, and every time that we would go to take a nap, she would play country music, and just she also just listened to country music in general. But I got a lot of like you know Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, uh, Randy, what is his name, Randy, Randy Travis, uh, um, George Strait too. You know, even though he's a little bit older, but Alan Jackson, you know, all the all the all the ancient good ones, you know. But so a casual country. Guy. Yeah, I'm a casual, and I also like some like Zach Brown band and kind of like rockish country now. So okay, okay. So we got a hot one for Mr. Conway Twitty. Yeah, I want to know what other occasions Conway Twitty has songs for, because you know, with 58 studio albums, oh, he's got to have some like occasion. We like, probably have to have like a. Happy Hanukkah, darling. <laughs> you know, because we've got every occasion. I mean, 58 studio albums. Darling, I be- know that your faith is important to you. So. <laughs> Mazel tov, darling. As <laughs> <laughs> we light another candle in the menorah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's too May good. we remember Moses. When <laughs> yeah. part of the Red Sea. Spin <laughs> that trade one more time for me, darling. <laughs> they wandered in the desert, darling. My heart wanders for you. <laughs> That's not even that strong, but that's funny, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, Shamaka there, darling. <laughs> So shout out to Jewish Conway 20. Yeah, <laughs> Jewish Conway 20. That's a real thing. <laughs> that sounds like an SNL skit. Yeah. All right, we're moving on to song number five. We're past the halfway point of this episode, and we finally got a more modern track. Okay. Um, we've had two, a 60s and a 70s track. We're going to move up to 2002. Oh. And it's a pop punk track, which you're not surprised if you heard 2002. And this is Grow Up by Simple Plan. This is who I am and this is what I like JC Sum and Blink and MXPX rock in my room If you're looking for me, I'll be at the show Song number five, that was a 2002 pop punk song, Grow Up by Simple Plan. Simple Plan is a pop punk and emo rock group from Montreal, Canada. Oh, okay. Interesting, huh? Canadians, I like it. They exist. You know, Ryan Reynolds, he's Canadian. Did I ask? No, but. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) That sounded very mean. I'm pretty sure Sandra Bullock is too. Or was it just in that movie that she was? You know what I'm talking about? The proposal? Was she Canadian in that movie? She was. She was trying to get her visa, so she was faking a wedding and a marriage with Ryan Reynolds, actually. Which is kind of ironic. Martin Short's also Canadian. You know? We could do this all <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Martin Short, he's he's good. Um, what's that? Only only Murders in the Building? That, that show with him? I can't tell you one thing Martin Short did. He was on Broadway. There it is. Okay. Checkmate. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say, man. <laughs> the song comes from Civil Plan's debut album, No Pads, No Helmets, which released at number 35 on the Billboard Top 200 chart. The group would go on to find decent success, performing at the 2010 Winter Olympic Closing Ceremonies <laughs> and, perform- <laughs> and performing the theme song to What's New Scooby-Doo. Did they really? <laughs> That's awesome. The classic. What's New Scooby-Doo? We're coming <laughs> after you. Stop there. Okay, thank you. So, Colton, is it better than Smooth by Santana? Oh, it's a forget about it for me. Let's hear it. Very middle ground, forget about it, but a forget about it nonetheless. You know, I'm just not a big pop punk guy, if I'm gonna be real with you. Um, You know, I grew up, my mom and dad, they had this very, very eclectic taste, but they had very eclectic taste. And they re- were really into um, country music and R&B. 
like kind of opposite ends of the spectrum almost. But um, they were really into both. So I grew up listening to like Nelly and Usher and stuff like that and country. And, and you know, I just never, I never hit the stage where I was like, oh yeah, pop punk. You know what I mean? I mean, I like the basics, like, you know, sugar and, um, you know what I'm talking about, sugar on that one, mm. but like, um, maybe a little bit like early Panic at the Disco and some Fall Out Boy stuff, you know. Just didn't do it? This one just didn't cut the cheese. Why is that? What, what, what well, it did cut the cheese, actually. It was kind of stinky, but... <laughs> so why was it stinky? What elements of this pop punk is very different from the pop punk that you enjoy? So, um, just, there's a few things. There's a few things. My biggest one, actually, that just kind of killed it for me from the very get-go, and maybe I'm harsh for this, but it was just the timbre of the guy's voice who was singing. I just didn't like the sound of his voice, which is, like, hard to say. I felt bad saying it, but it's just true. I'm like, you know, what's new Scooby-Doo? Good song. This one, perhaps not. Um, I think that the, the better songs that are in this genre... They do some really interesting stuff with like, um, they do some really interesting stuff with form. Like, it's not just a straightforward like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. It's usually like, you know, something interesting at the beginning that makes you kind of sit forward and listen. Like, for instance, like, I write sins, you know, you think of that song and maybe you wouldn't consider that in the same genre, but um, I kind of... Put that yeah, I think it's the same genre. But, like, I guess my point is is that you think of that song and it starts off with these, like, string pizzicatos. And it goes into this, like, heavy rock section. And in the bridge and in chorus, it's got really, really interesting chords. You know what I mean? And so... So it's more dynamic is what you're kind of... Yeah, saying. it's just got... It's, it's got, you know... It's got some stuff to it. It's got some meat to it. Like... You know, you you listen to Michael Jackson on the radio, and I'm not trying to compare pop punk to Michael Jackson. <laughs> this is just for continuing on my train of thought. You listen to Michael Jackson on the radio, and you're like, "This is so cool." Let me try to like you know sit at a keyboard or sit on a guitar and try to play it. And you realize that all this music is really freaking hard. And <clears throat> and this just didn't sound like it was really hard. And I'm not saying that hard is the gauge of goodness, but I think that hardness when it comes to pop punk is something that's a good thing. Interesting. Okay. I, I'm kind of talking in circles, but you know, here, that's what it is. All right. Well, we got to forget about it there. And we're going to move on to song number six. This is a 2018 indie pop track and it is Older by Sasha Alex Sloan. Can you try that one again? No. <laughs> I used to shut my door when my mother screamed in the kitchen. I turned the music up, get high and try not to listen to every little fight. Cause neither one was right. I swore I'd never be like them But I was just a kid back then The older I get, the more that I see My parents aren't heroes, they're 
just like me And loving is hard It don't always work You just try your best Not to get hurt I used to be mad But now I know Sometimes it's better to let someone go It just hadn't hit me yet The older I get I used to wonder why they could never be happy. I used to Alright, that was song number six. That was older by Sasha Alex Sloan, a 2018 indie pop track. Sasha Alex Sloan is a singer-songwriter from Boston, Massachusetts. At 19, she moved to Los Angeles to pursue a music career and working in a coffee shop to support herself. Classic. Yeah, this sounds about right. <laughs> the song comes from her second EP, Loser, which released in 2018. The song itself was performed on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, which was her first national television appearance. So Colton, is it better than Smooth by Santana? I'm gonna give it a forget about it. forget about it. Okay. Middle ground, maybe, maybe towards the lower end, actually. It's like, Think of all of the bad qualities about Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish and put it in a song and make it more angsty. And this is what it is. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. What made you say that, essentially? Um, well, I mean, it just was so forgettable. Like, I can't even... Rem I heard the song just a minute ago. And granted, I, I talk all the time, so I wasn't really listening, but... There was just nothing memorable about it from the very get-go. Like, the first words of it were like, I let myself into my room and I get high. Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it was. It's like, man, I'm a man and you so I go get high in my room. I'm like, come on, grow up. I ain't got time for all that nonsense, you know? <laughs> Too old for that. <laughs> so just like that and forget about it? Forget about it. Do you want to get look at any more of her stuff? Absolutely not. Really? I will not listen. Is it because of the genre or just the artist, mostly? Well, I mean, I like indie pop. I'm okay with it. You know, I'm usually like, it's a good vibe, but that one was just like, just nasty. Loves a bad taste in your mouth? Loves a bad taste. It's like a fishy aftertaste, you know? No fun. So for song number six, we gotta forget about it? Yeah, hard one too. Mm -hmm. How about them apples? Okay, I guess we'll leave it at that. We're gonna move on to song number seven. Okay. And this is a 1998 R&B song, and it is Birthday by Destiny's Child. Ooh. It's your birthday, you don't have to do nothing. Day for us to share 
So leave your problems up to me Let's ride it again Make this day history Alright, that was song number seven. That was Birthday by Destiny's Child. The song comes from the group's self-titled debut album, which released in 1998. The album spent 26 weeks on the Billboard Albums chart, where it peaked at number 67. The album won the Best R&B Album of the Year at the Soul Train Awards. And the group would go on to produce four more albums before disbanding in 2006. So, Colton, is it better than Smooth by Santana? Okay, well, I've got some thoughts on this one. I want to hear them all. I think it's going to be a soft hot one. And it's a hot one. Okay. It is the beginning of it. The thought that they put into the very beginning of the intro was really good. When the beat came in and the like... That like slow groove. Oh, that made me. That made me. That reminds me of like Bob. I was telling Alex this earlier, but that beat reminds me of like Bobby Caldwell. Um, what you won't do for love, which is a phenomenal song, and I hope you put it on the show. But um, it's just fire. Like, and but I will say this: the only thing that made it like a soft one is that it kind of meandered and it didn't really have too much hip harmony. They didn't really use the horns the best they could towards the like mid to tail end of the song. But that intro just like sold it for me. Interesting, interesting. Are you a fan uh, of Destiny's Child? I know you're a fan of R&B. I am. I am a fan of Destiny's Child. I'm a fan of Solange and Beyonce. I'm a fan of Destiny's Child. Um, I am a fan of... All their music is just hype. You know, it's got so much good groove to it. Um, reminds me of my childhood, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's funny. My dad was super into R&B. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't expect this big old 6'6 country boy. You know what I mean? Wears camo on a daily basis. Wears ball caps. But he liked, he liked R&B. But I love that about him. You know, I'm like, okay. You know, that's character development there. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of flair, a little exactly. bit of Exactly. Uh, I like that. I like, like that. spice of life. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So we got a hot one for song number seven? A soft hot one, yes. Okay. We have one more song left. Ooh. One more song with this birthday celebration on oh, Isabel is by Santana. And we begin in, in each episode with a hit, so that the people know. And this one comes from 1981. It's a Motown hit, and it is Happy Birthday by Stevie Wonder. Okay.
All right, that was song number eight, the final song of the episode. That was Happy Birthday by Stevie Wonder, a 1981 Motown hit. The song comes from Stevie Wonder's 19th studio album, Hotter Than July. And the song reached the top 10 in five countries and even topped the charts in Israel. Okay, Lahan. I guess so. The song was not released in the United States initially, but has since become its most popular, one of his most popular songs in the country. The song was written by Stevie Wonder as a part of the campaign to have Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday become a national holiday, which it became five years later. So, good job, Stevie. Yeah, go Stevie. Is it better than Snoopy by Santana? See, after you telling me these facts about it at the end, that makes me feel bad about the opinion that I have about the song. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a very soft forget about it. Or else forget about it. Interesting. Stevie is one of my all-time favorites. But this is probably my least favorite song that I've heard of his. Mm-hmm. Um, all the songs just slap like, you know, Sir Duke. Um, you are the sunshine of my life. You know, the stereotypical superstition. But like, um, I wish. All of these are just like mega hits and, and they, they have like intensely like... You know, good soul harmony that meets with this like this ear that's that's unbelievable, especially given the like adversity that he's gone through. You know, being blind and all of these things, and um, and I feel bad ending the ending the episode on a on a forget about it. But I can't think like that though. I know, know, I know, I know, I can't. But I'm gonna have to give it to him. Um, Although I'm glad that this song was used to advocate for uh, civil rights. That's that's good, you know. So shout out to Stevie Wonder. Absolutely, man. Somebody got to forget about to end things off. Yeah, tough. That's all right. That's Probably all right. Probably like four and four. Crazy how that works. Yeah, I'm always like that. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's it. That was the last episode, or last song of the episode, the last song of the birthday spectacular. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Alex. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love to see it, love to see it. Uh, before we go, I have three questions for you. The same three questions that I ask everyone on the show. And the first one is, what type of music are you currently listening to? What is on the rotation? Currently listening to... I'm listening to um, 30 by Adele, um, which is pretty good. Pull it up so I can be able to answer you better. Um, I'm listening to a little bit of the Revivalists. Um, they've got a really good song called uh, Got Love. Um... I've got a lot of country music that I kind of just throw onto this playlist called Yeehaw. You know what I mean? If I'm just feeling like putting the windows like slightly down and thinking about the beach, I right. usually listen to it. Listen to a little bit of Lake Street Dive. You know, they're um, an exceptionally good pop group. And um, I mean, I just listen to An Evening with Silk Sonic for like... They got a new song. You saw that? Really? Mm-hmm. I got well, I'm gonna go and listen to that later. But um, you know, those are my classics. Um, I'm always like I, every maybe like two to three weeks, I have like a day where I just kind of listen to the Beatles, and that was actually one today. So very cool. Yeah. So um, any song or artist recommendations for the audience? Um, uh, Junkie XL. Um, is this like team of composers that write like hard rock film score stuff. Interesting. And they also have like a cover of Come Together that's like 
I'd say on par with actual come together. That's pretty. That's a big. That's a bold statement. That is a very bold statement. Very. I, I, honestly, I would rank that song on the bottom of the Beatles discography, but hmm. that's another conversation. Um, who else? Who else would I recommend? Let me see. Do you have the problem when you get in your car and then it automatically plays the very first? Yep. Shout thing? out to A Team by Ed Sheeran. Not my song. It's on my parents' iTunes account. So I got this song and it's a silent track and it's a a a a a very good song. And all it is is ten minutes of silence so that you can get together what song you want to listen to. That's interesting because I had Across the Universe as my like one that would come up every time I was starting to That's get up sick there. of it. And it was before that it was Abba. Um, I forget who is who that's by, but um, I deleted. I was just this is it's driving me crazy. Um, anything by the Eagles? It's fire. Um, the Peace album by Bethel Music, the second volume of that's fire. Uh, anything by Duran Jones shouts out him because he was my theory teacher oh, cool. in the seventh grade. So very cool, very yeah. cool. And um, is there anyone to give a shout out to outside the realm of music? Um, gotta be my mom and dad. You know, shout out to Colton's mom and dad. You know, per per usual, I'm consistent in that. Um, who else? Um, shout out brave people. Anyone that's courageous. <laughs> Generic, hey. but it is what it is, you know. You know what? And there's no wrong answers to this question. That's what I'm saying. And um, oh, shouts out my um, praise and worship team because we sounded real good tonight. So I was like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, any final comments? Um, go Tigers. All right, very cool. Thank you, Colton, for joining, and thank you all for listening. Also, thank you, Andrew Ferguson, for making the theme song. Hey, go <laughs> Go check him out with the Late Nights, which you're a part of. Yeah, I'm a hangover. There you go. There you go. Uh, he has an EP called uh, Sorry We're Late. And he has a solo song called Constellation. And he also has um, the, the new, Dwell. The Dwell, which They're is They're working out. on a big project right yes. now. So uh, check them out when they uh, release their first stuff. If you have any song requests, please send them my way to man. It's a hot one at aleph.com. And make sure you put your hot ones and forget about us in the email as well. I hope to see you all here next Friday as we continue our journey through the wonderful world of music. As to answer the question, is it better than Smooth by Santana? Colton, thank you very much. And I'll end this episode like I end every episode by reading my new favorite comment from the Smooth by Santana music video on YouTube. Yeah. This one comes from Suzanne Rauman, who says, Near 20 years later or whatever, it's been since this song came out, and it is still hotter than being barefoot on a Florida sidewalk at high noon in the middle of July. You know I ain't lying. Or as the kids say these days, Esta fuego. <laughs> a lot of periods in there, like a smiley face at the end. So, can I, can I actually see it so that I can get the full experience? Yeah. Where's that at? Right there by Suzanne. Esta fuego. <laughs> All caps. <laughs> I was expecting them, her to say some lingo, but nope. Nope. Esta fuego. That's the kids' Esta fuego. That's the that's the kids' lingo right now. It's fire, code. <laughs> Well, thank you, Colin, once again, and thank you all for listening. And don't forget, give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. I'm Alex. This was the Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana birthday special. Happy birthday, Alex. Thank you very much. And I'll see you all next time. Bye.